smell something? Put that cookie down! Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Chance Star. I'm Shane. And today we have some very special guests. We haven't had them in before. Uh, we have... Uh, oh, God, I can't even... Just introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Claire. I'm Alistair. And I'm Matt. There we go. So, uh, well, are we going to... Oh God, why did you get me they to start here, these episodes? They are here to talk about the Brisbane Backyard Film Festival. That's what we're doing. I remember things. Um, but before we get into our main topic, let's first uh, start this episode as we start every episode, which is we talk about what have we been watching. And Matt, what have you been watching? Uh, so recently I revisited uh, the Spider-Man animated feature, Into the Spider-Verse. Ah, great. Uh, Love great it. Movie. It's my last, my last cinema experience and my last Blu-ray experience. So Ooh. definitely, you know, and now I'm catching up on uh, all the MCU movies for the Avengers. That's going to be, because uh, isn't that That's like... a bit of a slog. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we did it, I did it last year, but still. Just bits and pieces of them. Just the main ones. The Avengers okay. and a few Iron Man. So, so last recaps. year when Avengers came, Avengers Infinity War came out, did you do the same thing? No, but this one seems to be a lot more of a... This is the finale of the third phase, so there's a bit right. more of a build-up and you a bit more fan service by watching all the little nuanced you know, see, callbacks. I, I feel the opposite because like last year when Affinity War came out, I was like, I've got to watch them all. Whereas this year, I haven't at all watched one. I really should. I should at Ditto. least watch uh I remember Infinity them from last War. year. I feel like I just watched all yeah. of them. Well, that's because we did a whole episode on it. So, so we marathoned two. all, what, 20, 20 films at the time, back to back over yeah. six days. It's crazy. It was rough. Any but, Anything else? Um, no, well, I suppose I'm on stand, so Marvel, and also uh, The Office as well. Ah, so cool. I'm just watching that from start to finish, about halfway through season two now, when it starts to become its own. A good yeah. show. Yeah. 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 It's not the British copy and paste I still haven't seen... I really should watch past season one. I know it gets good after then. Yeah, but, well, you know... Effort. It doesn't just get good. It gets great. It gets okay. genuinely great. Yeah. Season one, episode one, is literally the UK office with references swapped out. Mm. And then yep. season two, they become their own characters and, yeah, it becomes a lot better. Yeah. If only it happened with, you know, Red Dwarf. Because that only had a, had a, 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 a pilot and it was terrible. Is that with... Uh, they put Joel McHale in that one? No, no, that's the IT crowd. Oh, that's what, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah it had know. the guy from Scary Movie 4 as the main character. Because <laughs> that's the sort of things I know. <laughs> don't know his reference. name. Is that the guy who's a gay porn star? No, I don't think so. No. Because we spoke about this on our parody The one who episode. plays the husband of, of um, Anna Faris. Yeah, no, no, not him. The okay. other guy. Anyway, uh, Al- Alistair, Claire, you're... Um, I've recently ticked, um, after 13 years of it on my, uh, to watch list, I saw Brick by Ryan Johnson. Oh, oh great. So good. That sounds Such like a, a really sincere list you have. Oh yeah. It is an incredibly sincere list as all my lists are. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, love Ryan Johnson. I mean, obviously director of Last Jedi, one of the two best Star Wars films. Don't at me. Ooh, um, no, it, it was one, of, yeah, Brick was one of those films that I knew. You. They hate you, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we, we haven't had this much hate mail in an episode except for every time you mention it, Shane, so. <laughs> well, you do famously hate women, so. I mean, yes. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> wow, sorry, I, I really regret saying that. Um, <laughs> that's not my personal brand at all, sorry. Um, yeah, it was one of those movies I just felt I was predisposed to love the second I saw the trailer 13 years ago and to have finally seen it and seen it deliver so brilliantly on that, uh, to, to play it so straight as a serious detective film that just happens to star high schoolers and yeah. to be so restrained in drawing attention to the fact that they are high schoolers and to have it as a subtle undercurrent of comedy. I, I, yeah, I, I found that it made it so much more funny that they, they never pointed it out. But that's I agree. the beauty of it is the, what would have made it bad is if they had leaned into it the film noir references, which they mm. didn't. He deliberately forbade anyone from watching film noir. He said, if you're going to want anything like that, read the book. So he gave them a bunch of Dashiell Hammett nice. to read. They were forbidden from watching any film noir films. And his visual references were not from any of the actual film noir films. Because then you can get a bit tropey with the hard yeah. shadow and the blinds across the face and just all those, and the, the, the saxophone music and all that kind of stuff. And he really wanted to avoid that. And that was the smartest choice he could have made. Absolutely. Yeah. And another... Um, lovely thing he did was um, the original script he uh, wrote basically as a Dashiell Hammett style novella. Um, it's free to, va- to do online. Um, oh, great. Every movie I love, I, I, I do tend to recreationally like seek out the screenplay and lovingly underline all the bits I, I like about it. Um, I go to a lot of cool parties 
Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just a surprise to see that it was it was with an original novella. Basically, he um, he was a student. He didn't have uh, final draft. He didn't want to mess about with. Uh, with script formatting, but also he just wanted to capture the spirit of it. So he wrote it as prose uh, before even taking on a screenplay. Awesome. And it's, it's a really um, quite remarkable little historical document to read. That's very cool. That's yeah. very cool. And what about you, Claire? Um, I went to the cinema res- recently and I saw I saw Us, which um, oh. is just there's so much to chew on there. But I also saw um, this internationally produced movie and it's set in Iceland. It's called Woman at War. Right, and you, I've heard of it, but only I think very, it's very been like vaguely. super acclaimed. Um, and I concur; it's really, if it's really not in good. English, it probably is super acclaimed. Yeah, um, this is gnarly woman. She's like a choir teacher, a choir teacher. I'll stick with that. And she, um, she's pulling down all these power lines, going to like a Rio Tinto plant, and like shutting down electricity everywhere. And there's just environmental protest, and she's just so badass she's like hiding in the wilderness but going about her daily life and it's a really cool movie (laughs) i might put that on my watch list funny and thrillerish and badass Uh, shane are we going to talk about our suggestions this episode Uh, i mean because that that means it'd be you can do that as like an after bit okay cool yeah well in that case all i've watched is game of thrones uh in the next episode i'll talk about seasons four and five right so uh seasons two and three i guess have i talked about the red season wedding one yet? no because uh, kind of I, I found season one really interesting because even when i was reading it ned stark's whole story is like a hard-boiled noir yeah it, it, and that's what i loved about it because it was just like everything's happening and then ned stark is in the middle of a noir smoking a cigarette going women can't can't live with them. They've got long legs or whatever he's saying. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm liking it. It's it's good. The red wedding happened. The red wedding was one where I. It was something that I always knew happened. I didn't know how it happened. I didn't know why it happened. I was kind of like piecing it together. I was like, oh, I wonder if that person's gonna. Yeah, maybe, maybe. My wife knew nothing, and uh, I went to Adelaide, or when we had a week off, and uh, yeah. We were literally on the episode before the Red Wedding when I went to Adelaide. So I had like a week of, oh man, I don't get to see my wife's reaction to what's about to happen for another week. And when I did see it, it was uh, underwhelming. She was just like, oh, well, they just dead now. Damn. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, to be fair, we're kind of used to this now. Watching it all in bulk, you, you notice like, oh yeah, they just kill everyone. Well, the second they kill Ned Stark, that's like... Yeah, exactly. So like, oh, everyone... There's no limits on who can die in this mm. show because there's so many characters that none of them are specifically leading the show. One no one is special. Um, except Ned Stark because he's in a hardboard noir that no one else is in. What about you, Shane? What have you been watching? I watched a few things. I watched uh, a friend of mine, Alex, uh, my cinematographer friend. He had me watch Christine. Mm. Great, uh, great, great, great movie. I quite yeah. liked it quite a lot. It's it's a little absurd. The premise. It's not scary. It's not a scary movie, but it's a really well made movie, and I appreciate that they just played it straight because if there was any winking, it would just become silly. But it's a brilliantly technically done movie. Like the sequence where the car undestroys itself is really quite yeah. beautiful yeah. when it sets on itself when it's on fire and it's chasing after the guy down the road all those kind of sequences are really well executed so it's really great i watched the fog which is really good yeah. everyone had led me to believe that that movie was trashy like deliberately this is like the original trashy fog. exploitation uh, yes. the one with tom welling no <laughs> no 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 this isn't that's the remake no this is the one with jamie lee curtis in it oh cool and um it's a good movie it's not again it's not particularly scary although it is there are a couple of really well crafted jump scares in it and the score is probably one of John Carpenter's best. John Carpenter's scores are always fantastic. They clearly had like no money because I found out they did it on under a million. They did it for like $800,000 and they had $200,000 reshoots for it. Which that was one of his first, right? No, 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 not quite. Third? No, no, because he did it after Halloween. Did he, he did, do it after is, Hall- well, Halloween? Fog is, is 1980. Halloween is 1977. Oh, okay. So there's at least three years between it. Um, I did, and then I also, I watched Kronos. For the first time, Guillermo del Toro's Kronos, oh, yeah. his first feature film. It was very hard to get, but I have the Criterion channel now through... Through illegal means? No, technically not. <laughs> technically not. I am paying for the Criterion channel. I have a VPN that just says I'm in America when I am not. So they have a lot of great stuff on there. Like, oh my God, I've been craving this kind of like art house film for a while. But they have Kronos, which I've never been able to see because it's really hard to get a hold of in Australia. It's great. You just watch it and it's like every del Toro thing is there already 
like in one way or another just and he did it on like two million dollars like a, a quite a low budget considering how much he designs in his films and he died there's a huge makeup some people peeling their skin off a lot of body horror in this one more so than even other all right del toro stuff i think maybe pan's labyrinth is kind of up there with it um and then i watched a movie called all that jazz 1979 bob fossey nice. uh this movie's like I've never seen anything like this. This was so this is the guy who did Cabaret. Yeah. And this is a movie he did that's autobiographical where in it he imagines his own death in the movie. It's quite bizarre and it should be an egotistical like wank fest, except it's not because it's kind of unflinching and yet beautiful and so formal and brilliant. It's, it's one of those ones where I watch it, I'm like, I definitely need to see this multiple times because there's no way I got everything in this sitting. It's very, very rich, very full. So that was a really good experience. I need to get it on Blu-ray though. I watched it on DVD and I'm like, ugh, standard death, can't do it. It's just not. Oh man, how hard is life? I know, I know. Uh, We'll we'll go into our recommendations and completely ignore our guests for a second. (laughs) Who are these guys, right? Why? Um, No, feel free to uh, weigh in. I, I will clarify that I have not completed all recommendations i have not completed josh's and i've not completed half of yours which half uh, uh oh isn't it romantic no yeah. i don't care i wanted you to watch uh the final girl the final girl so let's talk about those I um, fucking l- have any of you guys seen the final girls no 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 oh my god <laughs> no this movie is amazing. And I, I expected like just like a referency horror thing because mm, it's a very metafictional so it's a bunch thing. of people watching a screening of uh, like one of those trashy Friday the 13th style movies. It's like a cult film screening and then they accidentally get sucked into the movie. Mm. And so and, and the main character's mum happens to be one of the actors in the movie. The main character's dead mum. Dead mum, yeah. Is one of the actors in the movie. So she's like encountering her dead mum as a young woman. And so there's all this kind of like meta things about it. Um, you did not clarify to me that this has some of the most insane camera work I have ever seen in a fucking movie. They are throwing the camera around like I have always wanted to. It like goes, uh, like the scene in the house yeah. when they're trying to trap the, the character. But they like they instigate, they get the character in the movie to instigate a flashback to escape from the villain. Like they do, like they're messing with form like that. It's really fucking good. It's yeah. really good. But turns out a lot of people fucking hate this movie. I know, I've seen that and it really annoys me. Why? It's not bad at all. It's a it's a funny, fun story, but it's also actually quite emotional. And I don't think that it's like talking down to horror audiences either. Because no. that's the only thing that I can it's think The that, only reason they get through is if you love horror. Even uh, with Isn't It Romantic, uh, his second movie, which is the same sort of meta meta with a genre, but it's romantic fiction, uh, romantic, uh, Romantic, romantic comedy. comedy. Uh, even then, it's not like saying that romantic comedy is bad so much. It's a loving, it's a love letter that genre, but saying, "Hey, we should view this differently." Whereas with this one, it, it, it's a love letter to horror. It's it's so good. Um, you didn't finish watching Let the Right One In. I did not watch Let the Right One In at all. At all? No, oh, I was really busy. You just watched all of those films. You didn't watch Let the Right One In. I was, I was not with the right company. That was half those films were watching it with people, and then I, yeah. I, I guess pop- I'll just talk. Any of you guys seen there Let the Right One In? There are two versions of that, right? Uh, the Swedish one. Which uh, one did you rec- recommend? Let the Right One In. Yeah. So yeah. Let Me In is the American one. Mm. I have not seen. A- anyone else? I have not seen. Me either. I was hoping for another. I have not seen. Uh, uh, yeah, I feel like I liked it more before I saw it. Because I had high hopes for that movie and I'd heard... You liked it more before you saw it. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) oh, I like this idea. And then I watched it and I was like, eh. I feel like it didn't live up to my own internalized hype. Uh, So I guess seeming Josh isn't here this week, fuck your movie, Josh, you suck. Um, Yeah, no, it it wasn't nearly as good as I was hoping. Have you seen Let Me In at least, Claire? Negative. Oh, yeah, no no one's seen the American version. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, this movie was definitely lacking Chloe Grace Moretz. Is she in the American one? Yes. Thank you for not she's the vampire for from Let Me In. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's vampire vampires movies, and then of course I watched Fleabag, which uh, I had recommended the first two episodes of Fleabag. Exactly, and I did watch those first two episodes. Have you watched more of it? No, bec- and I, I have a reason. Not just Game of Thrones related. Alistair, I know you've watched Fleabag. Affirmative. Uh, anyone else? I love Fleabag. Oh, great, yeah. great. Well, I'm the odd one out then. Ah, good. Get out of here. Okay. No, so um, 
In that first episode, because the first episode I found very Have I funny. Got a massive asshole. It's one it, of the best opening punchlines to anything ever. Because I, I honestly had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> and when I saw that, I was like, oh shit, this is what I'm getting myself into. And I found that very that first episode very funny, things like that. But it Fuck wasn't the until <laughs> the end that whole last bit in the cab where I was like, oh fuck, this is a whole nother level. What? What? And like I will say next week, uh, the the comedy of it makes the drama so much more potent. And honestly, watching those two episodes back to back, I couldn't handle it. I felt felt it was way too real to me because the way the character... Diffuses like diffuses dramatic situations with comedy. She doesn't want to like say that they're dramatic. I feel too real with that. She, and then the way she like she diffuses it by breaking the fourth wall and yeah. giving giving the audience a little in on what she's doing. What's great in season two, which I will mm. talk about next week, yeah. in season, but the the fourth wall breaking becomes an integral part of the character development in a way. I she's literally like Phoebe Waller Bridge is literally reshaping narrative constructs in the middle of a show as you're watching it's like i'm watching it's like a fucking magic trick i'm like how is she doing this i'm like i'm very like because there, there was a huge wait there was like a two years between fleabag season oh, one really? and fleabag season two because she went and did killing eve she yeah. you know doing a bunch of other stuff uh i'm really glad she took that time because she took the time to figure it out and and it's really good but she's she, that fourth wall breaking yeah the way she shapes its context within a film, it, it, within within the story, is like it's con- like it's. Sorry, I'm mumbling. It's great. It's groundbreaking. It's very groundbreaking. I what always she does. mumble. Mumbling is like my thing. But yeah, I feel like with Fleabag, it's going to take me time to get through this because it's the one time the comedy has made the drama so intense that I can't deal with it. Whereas Russian Doll, I think it it made it more intense. But I was able to binge watch that for some reason. This I could not binge watch. Watch, I literally like almost broke better. down I've, after the second I've, episode. I'm very an- after Hill House. After watching Hill House the way mm. I did, I'm very anti binging television shows. I think you watch one, think about it. Watch one. That's why Game of Thrones has stayed in the consciousness more than a lot of stuff like Orange is the New Black. All those ones that get dumped in a season, like Russian Doll, is now nowhere in the in the talk about which is great TV, which is unfortunate because it's phenomenal. Yeah. And I did that with Russian Doll. I, I, what you watch, and you don't have to like space it week to week, mm. but just space it out. Don't do it all, especially with comedy shows because they're like half hour. You can literally yeah. do a whole show in, in a night. Yeah. And it's not good because you don't get time to digest the narrative or, or just the, the experience as well as you could. Mm. But yeah, no, Fleabag, yeah. Keep, keep going with Fleabag. I, I will it definitely gets, go it gets with it. But even it, funnier. Uh, even, did Chanel watch it? Yeah, yeah, Chanel she watched it. She loved it. it. I, I, I don't know. She definitely loved it, but I don't think she had the visceral reaction that I did. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like had Nam flashbacks, man. I was like, I can't handle this. The fan was going, and I was like, do, 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 do. <laughs> and um, the right of Valkyries played. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll give recommendations when Josh gets back. We won't. Yeah. Unless no. you guys want to re- recommend us anything to watch. No. Yes, no, no, just, okay. just Actually, smiles. Have oh. you guys seen uh, Pen 15 on stand? No, but I've been no, meaning to. Uh, there we go. Found yep. a show that you haven't watched. Now we have to watch it. Great. Uh, I believe that's um, how it's pronounced anyway. Can, yeah. can I chime in? Did yeah. you say you have the Criterion channel? Yes, I do. Do they have any works by Whit Stillman on there? Possibly. I'm not 100% sure. His, I, um, his first movie, Metropolitan, is it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. And it's, ooh, it's so biting. It's satirical. And it's about the yuppie, the emerging young... Uppie, uh, yuppie class in New York. I will add it to my watch list. It's on the night of a debutante ball and it's brilliant. Okay. Right. To emphatically second this. Okay. Following Claire's, Claire's recommendation funny. will take you on a beautiful journey into the work of Whit Stillman. Okay. Love it. Okay. I shall add that to my Criterion channel. Those were good list. recommendations. Now. Yeah. Now into the main topic, the Brisbane Backyard Film Festival. It is, uh, it's coming up. When does this episode come out? Like two, three weeks before? The episode will come out in like like Thursday, as in it's the one that the Thursday we're about to have. Yeah, yes? I know, but I don't know. So the when date. is so? The, so, so, so the backyard film festival will be on May eleventh. May eleventh. So three three weeks, two weeks, three? depending on when you listen to this. It'll yeah. Be Who knows? Day, you might be listening to it on the day. Get your tickets right now. Go. It might have um, been three months ago. <laughs> oh man, what are you what are you doing, people who listen? May eleventh. 2019. That's right. Yes. AD. Uh, so, so uh, in- introduction, guys. Uh, M- Matt, you, you're, you're producing the festival this year? Um, yes, yeah, so I'm helping. So the film festival started in 2012 mm-hmm. with uh, Greg Kelly and Morgan McKay. So um, 
I've sort of been friends with them since we met at QSFT a long time ago. So this year, or late last year, Greg approached me and said that he wouldn't be in Brisbane for the month of May, which is usually when it's held. So he asked if I could help uh, direct it or produce it, I guess. Is yeah. Either one of those terms is probably relevant. So that's what I'm doing. I'm helping helping them uh, sure. to sort of curate it, I guess, actually probably would be more accurate. Cool. So, so you're new Greg, and that's how we shall refer to you from now on? That's right. New Greg or new Morgan? <laughs> well, Morgan's still around, isn't he? he he's still he's, in Brisbane. Uh, neither of them are Brisbane in Brisbane for the festival. Oh, it's all you. So I'm the only one that'll be in the in the new Brisbane area. Grogan. Grogan. Excellent. That's it. Or Meg. <laughs> uh, or Meg. Uh, no, not Meg. But so yeah, so that's so they asked me so they asked me to help out and that's what I'm doing. So they're still uh, involved in the um, logistics of it and selecting the finalists and you know organizing the actual. Events. How are we meant to suck their dicks if they're not here, man? <laughs> we didn't think of this. So I can give you uh, cam shows, numbers. cam shows, yeah, cam shows just, yeah. so <laughs> FaceTime and oh, messenger video, and there's you know there's other ways to. Fantastic. And how, how did Cheeky Moon, who we haven't introduced as Cheeky Moon yet, how do these guys fit into the scenario? So the last few years, obviously, I wasn't involved with you know helping with that. But when the uh, idea of an MC came up, mm. I suggested Cheeky Moon because I've seen a lot of their Productions on YouTube. Yeah. I'm not sure which term they find less offensive, so I'll That's say the cute. word. Production. We should unpack that. We should get to that. We should yeah. do that next week. Yeah, man, yeah. Let's get together next yeah, week and unpack. We'll get you that. guys in so we can unpack that whole scenario. So yeah, I saw. I saw. Um, actually, I saw their first um, production, the Thomas the Tank Engine, at Simply Shorts, maybe three years ago, four years ago. Right. So I, I've been talking to Claire on and off about that um, since then, and then when this opportunity came up. I uh, approached Claire and Alistair about being the MCs because their humour, I mm. think, is quite. Um, I think it would appeal to a lot of the people that the festival appeals yeah. to. So, like, we don't do a lot of dark content. It's more comedy. There is mm. some drama and action and sci-fi and things like that. But obviously, comedy is probably the the easiest way to get high production values on a yeah. short without you know putting a lot of money into it. Is is you know. Obviously, <laughs> making action is quite expensive, I guess, but having funny dialogue and funny scenarios. Action is, is expensive? Is it, Chanster? Is <laughs> it? It's still my most expensive film, uh, <laughs> Pizza Deliverance, which didn't win Brisbane Backyard Film Festival. So I wasn't involved in the judging of that year. Uh, uh, so you were not culpable. <laughs> so a special mention for Pizza Deliverance, the uh, honorary winner <laughs> of 2019. Oh, man. <laughs> You're retroactively undoing the awards. That's right. So um, what year was yours? 2018. Yep, so it's a 12-month uh, delay. Oh, great, yeah, yeah. So make sure you're here on the night and uh, you get an award. <laughs> S- seeming I lost to the same uh, the same film at both uh, Brisbane Backyard Film Festival and West End Film Festival. I'm glad to see that I got... I lost at West End Film Festival due to a uh, scissors, paper, rock that I lost because we were tied for... That's how all good film festivals should be decided. Absolutely. And the Sundance Award winner goes to... Roll a dice. The Palm Door. Roll a dice. Odds are even, you call. (laughs) Call it in the air. So uh, how does the MC factor into it? How how prepared are you guys? Look, we've just cleared our slate of other projects. Uh, The next uh, three weeks of our lives will be dedicated on preparing this as as a writing project. We're seeing this as a... As a writing Oh, you're writing it. Oh, very good. Uh, No, it'll all be off the cuff and completely (laughs) unprepared. Uh, They off the cuff like you do, It'll be very sporadic. We'll be effortlessly charming. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But no, we're just, um, this is a very new challenge for us. Um, We've never emceed an event before. We've done lots of, um, I should explain who we are. Who are we, Claire? Um, Don't give us too many details. (laughs) We need to talk about something next week. (laughs) We are... Writers and we are we produce our own video content. And we also do like live sketch shows around Brisbane, either in like a lineup at Big Fork or um, Wham Bam, or we do our own annual show. Yeah, so um, just playing ourselves uh, with microphones in front of an audience is gonna is a, a new set of constraints, and we're looking forward to that challenge immensely. Are you, are you doing it as yourselves, or are you going to create characters as yourselves? I think we'll probably be playing the characters of Claire and Alistair. 
Um, who's playing Alistair? Who's playing <laughs> you'll have to come to the night. <laughs> Uh, very good, very good. Um, I didn't bring up my notes during that time. My next question was probably... Uh, history of the event? Yeah, history of the event. Uh, so, so we kind of touched on that. It started yeah. in 2012. Um, it's, been, it's been in Brisbane every year since? Yeah, so it literally started in a backyard. So Greg and Morgan were fundraising for their feature film, uh, Lieutenant Jangles, which will be getting a Blu-ray release sometime later this year or early Woo. next year. Great. We went and plug. saw it in... Uh, we saw a premiere at um, uh, Dendy, Dendy, Dendy Portside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dendy. Just a quick shout out to Dendy as well who are sponsoring the Brisbane Backyard they're Film great. Festival. I, I, had, I had my feature film screen there and they were just like, they were the only ones who were willing to actually have a conversation. They weren't like, give us five and a half thousand dollars to screen it on a Sunday night and then we'll be happy with it. They, they were really welcoming and, and yeah. wonderful. They're great sponsors. So they're offering... Um, a, a bronze, a silver ticket. So basically, six months of free double passes, weekly double passes for the winner. So, um, so pizza deliverance, <laughs> I believe, uh, might not be eligible for that. No, I mean, we were in last award. year, but hey, both Shane and I have different films that we've entered into the film. Oh festival. shit, That's I true. have entered it. <laughs> Uh, Shane, we, w- we went through this how last time we brought a guest on from a film festival I made jokes the entire time about how I, they were going to let me win and then I did actually win so now it's your turn <laughs> to I'm, make all I'm, those jokes but see, I'm desperately trying to turn off that thing where because when you submit to a bunch of festivals you I like I the last time I did that and I took every single rejection personally and that's <laughs> just not great for your self-esteem no. or my diet or my waistline <laughs> but uh, you know Ben and Jerry's stock just skyrocketed <laughs> those weeks but um I I'm trying to learn that thing where you you submit and then you just work on not thinking about it and focusing on whatever the work you're doing in the moment to just maintain a bit better <laughs> self-esteem. I think that's the good, that's the main reason why I liked having a producer with like Pizza Deliverance. Uh, I think we ended up getting into about 30 festivals. I only know about the 30 we got into. Show I don't know off. anything about the, you know, 120 that we got disapproved from. Now I'm producing Lace and I've got entered that into about 112, I think. And I've had about 30 rejections. Ooh, do I feel every one of those rejections? Don't reject me, is what I'm saying, Grogan. Grogan, that's right. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go back to the, okay, what we are talking so about. We, uh, so yeah, 2012 first started, literally yep. fundraiser. Um, 50 to 70 people showed up that that year I was one of those um, people as an as a, an attendee. Mm. Um, next year, one of my shorts got when I one of my shorts got entered into, and nice. I went to that. Um, they wouldn't tell me, but I believe I finished third <laughs> out, of, out of eight. It's not bad, you know, top fifty yeah. percent. So year on year, it's grown. Yeah. So literally, it was in a backyard, and as it gets bigger and bigger, the backyards get bigger and bigger. <laughs> so there's mansions now. <laughs> Oh, so last year was in uh, West Park End. in West End, right? So this year, spoiler alert, it's in the same place. Ooh. So the West End Croquet Club uh, yeah. will be um, hosting the event, same as last year. Very central location. Mm. And really, I, really good location. Real except cold, for that one fucking light, that street <laughs> light. Yeah. I wanted to murder it. It just flicked on and off and on and off and on and off. And every time it was on, it would wash out the screen. And so I really wanted to just go up there and break the bowl. Are you sure it was a street light? It wasn't someone like in their those, home like, no, 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 cry no. for help? It's a security light. And every time someone walked past, it would turn back on yeah, and it would wash out light. the screen. And I was just like, can we tape up the sensor? Can we blow the light? Someone got a gun, anything, please. I have it on good authority that that won't be an issue. Yeah. Uh, this Ooh. year, um, Grogan yeah. saves the day again. Um, so yeah, so we we have that was a big issue that was um, that was raised from last year's event. Um, the layout of the event, if you went last year, will be slightly different. Cool. Um, so the hopefully that light should not be an issue as big as it was last very year. Very good. Very. Well, that's good. good. It, it is now the screen in front of that light, so even if the light turns on, we don't see it. Um. Yeah. So that's the hey, idea. I'm a genius. So yeah. Well, obviously, it's not going to work on an audio form like this, but basically. The screen will be in front of where the light is and the where the screen is, the hall will be to the left of the screen and the pergola behind it. Yeah. And yeah, so that's... Okay, cool. Sorry, for, for anyone who wasn't there, this is going to be real confusing. But because I was there, I know exactly what you're talking about. But if you, but if you come there to... improvements. Come yeah. to the festival and see for yourself. Yeah, if you come to the event, you'll obviously see where the screen is and you <laughs> don't sit there, basically. We'll, we'll put all the links in the show notes yeah, for, for buying tickets and stuff and we can do a little bit of promo on, mm. on the Facebook page and stuff. There's a plug. The week. I got a, I've got a code coming. Ooh, that's coming later. Ooh, ooh, that's coming ooh, later. Ooh, we got it's coming later, code. so you've got to stay through the rest of the episode to get a nice that's code. Right. It's not like radio. Wait till <laughs> after the news and after the weather. <laughs> And the traffic report. <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, so so uh, with the because last last year you did have that little um oh, oh, issue. Sorry, no, no. Oh. I mean, I'm I'm talking about the food truck. Oh, so we've got bagels, two, right? Bagels, oh, and so uh, we have another food category. Oh yeah, uh, this one's more Italian. Ooh, and spaghetti pizza dough, dough based. Yeah, pizza. So it'll be oven baked uh, pizza. Fantastic. Uh, the pizza will be delivered to the people. Yeah. Oh, man. This, this really was the year I should have entered then. That would have worked. Yeah, so the pun, hopefully that pun wasn't too bad. Hopefully you'll still come to the event, people. Um, people are I listening going, oh yeah, you know, I think about, did they just pun? I, I won't be emceeing, so that pun won't be. Uh, Matt won't be allowed near the microphone. I will be offering show, uh, notes to the MCs about puns that I would like included. That they unfortunately, they've uh, got final say on the script. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, so, so uh, like you said, the film, uh, the festival does usually go towards comedy. Um, what, what makes you say yes to a film? Uh, what, what are your criteria for so, a good film? Because uh, you guys usually only have like eight to ten films, right? So this year we used, sorry, last year we started six p.m. open, seven p.m. screening. Yeah. This year we're moving forward half an hour, so five thir- five thirty open, six thirty start. Cool. So hopefully this year we're trying to aim for have nine. Nice. Shorts, um, interlaced with music videos, trailers, and uh, yeah, so that's the plan this year. But yep. so obviously, when you watch a short film, um, tone is definitely you know you can't you can't have something super dense in the sense of like you know Inception or something <laughs> like that uh, in there. But having a comedy is something good. Um, but as um, Scott was saying, when you did simply shorts, yeah, it's, it's definitely. Sound is mm. the main thing, um, and then especially in an outside venue as well, like yeah, that, because the sound's going to be dead important. Yeah, so we've got um, our, our AV guy is pretty good, but yeah, if the sound's no good, then obviously the the short the story suffers. Yeah, as a result, um, so as I always say, guys, sound is one of the most important things. So focus on your sound. Hire good sound guys like me. Go on. That's right. So um, yeah, so basically, again, we're obviously reviewing the submissions. So something that, you know, captures your attention pretty early. It helps. Because mm. okay. um, being in a big crowd like that, it's more social. Yeah. I think this the, the Backyard Film Festival is more social than like a critic's It, it, it definitely is. Well, what I've loved about it every year is the people I meet. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really great. So if you have something that's really sort of not visually appealing, you could potentially lose a lot of the people in the crowd who just sort of talk amongst themselves. Thank so God my film starts with a guy in red lingerie. I think I've won. Excellent. That's Go right. on. So you definitely, definitely, get the, um, definitely get the eyeballs going with that one. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, I think, I think uh, sound and uh, having some, a story that's clear at the start. Yeah. Maybe as well, depending on obviously some of them the, where the punchline, the ending is the punchline where you've yep. been misled the whole way about what the, yeah, like a, the setup a, a, a lot of trop fest films like that. How it's all just like, ooh, yeah. set up, set up, and then it's just one big bamboozled. Yeah, it's like a pun- um, yeah, exactly. You wait for the uh, the symbols and the, <laughs> the what's it called rim rim rim, sh- rim, shot. rim shot rim shot. I was about to say rim job. I'm like, no, I was about wrong podcast. <laughs> the was, only reason I know is because of the the nice guys. So if you yeah, if you Google rim shot, make sure you spell it properly. <laughs> Don't autocomplete. <laughs> but yeah, so that's yeah. So a lot of a lot of the um, or not a lot, sorry. So some of the submissions have been like that, yeah. Where they've had a setup, and you sort of, it feels like um, like a skit or a sketch. Sorry, <gasps> it feels like a one of those two. Um, feels like you sort of watch it, and it feels serious, but you go, the tone of it makes it sound like a joke, yeah. And the way they're talking, you think this is. Like, is this a drama? And then at the end, there's a, the twist and you sort of saw that coming. Right, yeah. Sort of remove some of the punch of it. But yeah, so... That, that, that's some good stuff to know, like being eye-grabbing at the start and making your story clear. Um, so I think that's really great for our listeners to hear, especially if you want to get into the Buddhism Backyard Film Festival. That's right. Which I, I, I'll, I'll straight up say now, every film I make, I'm like, I don't care about other... F- I want to get into Buddhism Backyard. I didn't get in with L Plates. Pizza Deliverance, yes. Who knows about Lace? Uh, hopefully, His Guy Thursday. Um, I'm just saying these names so they get they embed into your mind. But now you're like dropping them in the mind and now he's going to be like, okay, know the films that are definitely going to look <laughs> like they're biased choices. So hey, I will avoid them what I to not appear biased. So therefore, in trying to create... In trying to create oh. bias, you've literally created... In trying to avoid bias, you create bias. Yeah, anyway. We're getting meta. It, it, guess- wor- it worked with Scott, damn it. <laughs> the Streisand effect. Yeah, the Streisand effect. Yes. Topical reference, Google that. 
so you uh, you also have uh, trailers and music videos in as yeah. well. H- how do you choose the trailers and music videos? Um, again, same sort of thing. Like music videos, we've had, I've, because we're on, we're on Film Freeway. Yeah. So depending on when you listen to this, submissions might be open and might not. We're closing April twenty eighth, which is really. So I think we got that'll 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 be the week, that'll be the. F- Friday or the Saturday after this episode airs on a Thursday. So you'll have a couple like Yeah, you got a couple day. of days, guys. You know that film you've been sitting on? You're like, I need to get into a yeah. festival. It starts really punchy. It's got a really clear story and it sounds great. Well, where am I going to put it? You know where. You know, you can win that Dendi, that Dendi gift card, which is uh, pretty good. I shouldn't have told you that uh, that was a prize. I could have kept <laughs> that for myself, actually. Damn. <laughs> now it's on record. Everyone knows. That's right. So, um, so being on Film Freeway, obviously mm. we've got an international, potential yeah. international audience, um, have had submissions from... Dare I say, uh, like European death metal music videos? Awesome. Um, which, yeah, they're not that not that uh, tailored for the audience that I think we. Yeah, I mean, maybe get, not, but, but awesome. But it's from people I think um, who don't read the the brief yeah. of the actual festival and might just see because when we first did the early bird, the prices I think were quite cheap. Yeah, they obviously get a bit more expensive because as the as the festival goes on to try and incentivize people to um, submit early, but. When it was first uh, released, we uh, had a couple of music videos come in first day or two before we'd even sort of announced it. So they must, yeah, they just submitted or, yeah, or death metal music videos and it's just like, all right, that's uh, definitely there. With your um, official selections, like the short films you play, do, yep. do you specifically tailor towards, because it's called Brisbane Backyard Film Festival, do you specifically tailor towards Brisbane films, Australian films or international films, anything's open? So the criteria for entry is that the film... Um, must be either produced within Queensland or have Queensland above the line okay, cool. crew. So if you're good, that's so good. that was the the whole appeal of it. When we, we grew from mm. just being sort of a friendly, like a literal backyard, we sort of grew to more Brisbane and Queensland based. Yeah, and as yeah, the I mean Queensland is our backyard, so you know that's right. Yeah, so so basically, um, yeah. So if it, if you think it, the story appeals to an Australian, um, Australian mentality, I guess you should feel uh, that is uh, relevant to the criteria. So a lot of them, a lot of shorts that are submitted don't reference places, which, mm. you know, so you you tell by the accent, obviously. If yeah. someone's, you know, American and they're talking, you're like, okay, well, obviously it's mostly set in America. And you have someone, you know, talking with an Australian accent, but they don't reference anything, then, yeah. But basically the criteria is it needs to be made in Queensland or filmed in Queensland or have Queensland uh, productions, so... Oh, cool. That's pretty much the only criteria. That's good to know. Um, so uh, as far as the uh, audience goes, uh, what's this festival like from the perspective of audiences? Um, as an audience attendee myself, I've been a few, a few same, years. Same, haven't same. been every year. But like, I think we get a lot of uni students yeah. and um, like maybe mid to late sort of 20s who are either graduated uni or uni or just friends uh, friends of people who are, uh, sub, uh, have submissions mm-hmm. so i think the tone is quite laid back yeah so like if you, like being outside as well it's more it's not as formal as being inside of an actual it's like a, it's like a big picnicky kind of feeling yeah. it was really quite fun it was it was there was like a ton of people because i went last year mm. when when pete's deliverance played um it was a really fun vibe it's really it's chill but like you're there to enjoy films so yeah. i found like you'd expect an event like that and everyone would just be talking over the top of everything. But everyone actually like sat and paid attention to the movies because it was like... I specifically who- remember when the trailer for Red Curtain Hell, uh, which we may plug later, who knows, uh, when the trailer for Red Curtain Hell and, and like the whole audience like shuddered at that one bit in the trailer. The, finger, the fingers getting chopped off. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It, it was great to see like, the, even though it was such a relaxed... Yeah, relaxed uh, experience. It was still very engaging. And if you're a uni student or you're yeah. interested in the industry, and you have a like, obviously, Red Curtain Hill had a bit of production behind it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a independent fee. Uh, like, if you had a trailer, you mm-hmm. had an idea for yeah. a short, or if you have an idea for a, a web series or a feature or a documentary, and you go out and you film a, a trailer, you know, forty five second trailer that shows you know one or two sort of bits, and you want to have an audience that can yeah. watch it. Get Something a, like yeah. that is they're. Qu- the audience is quite friendly. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not very, not, you know, animosity, I guess. Yeah. In yeah. the way people watch it. They don't go, oh, that was. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because it's a, a Brisbane oriented festival. Yep. You, you get a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm from Brisbane. This thing is being made in Brisbane. I want more to be involved with this. Yeah. So. Because uh, I assume that's how Jangles 
Yeah, so yeah, Jangles... Jangles started off as a trailer, didn't it? Yeah, so Jangles started... Uh, was set in Brisbane in the 80s. And it's basically... Was it the 80s? Uh, so, was it the 80s? I don't know. But basically, it was an homage to, you know, cop films from... The, yeah. Like that sort of cringy... Classic dick punch. Yeah, so that sort of humour. And that sort of funny... That sort of... Um, yeah, that humour, yeah, just resonated well. So... Cool. Uh, so we've spoken about the audience. We kind of spoken about the filmmakers as well. There. What about the hosts? What are the hosts getting out of this? What have you? What have you? What have you sold your soul for? <laughs> They're getting paid in exposure dollars. Yeah, oh, so, cool. exposure dollars. So yeah, they're getting a, a ten thousand exposure bucks. Sweet. Um, <laughs> we haven't discussed the finale, but somewhere between <laughs> nine and eleven thousand exposure dollars <laughs> um, between them. So they have to split it. Um, yeah. So um, sorry. Look, a lot of what our um, sketch comedy. Uh, a lot of the, the benefits about making our sketch comedy is to get to work with and meet as many cool people as possible behind the camera and in front of it. And uh, we were quite looking forward to just getting to know lots of incredibly cool people who um, we were not really cool enough to engage with before. <laughs> um, in, in terms of but our You're going to shove yourself in their faces and they're going to have to like you so <laughs> if they want to get through the night. <laughs> they, they will, yeah. So they'll, they'll literally be in front of the screen, so it'll be very difficult to avoid them. <laughs> So yeah, hope is that it can it can complement things. It can it can add to a sense of warmth and fun and a lovely shared experience uh, without getting in the way or serving as an obstacle. Uh, we have we have to be friendly, connective tissue, not uh, not cancerous uh, growths. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Very relevant analogy. <laughs> but we can't speak from the perspective of host because um, it, like the event hasn't happened yet. Um, I mean, I, yeah, we'll have few, to find out. There'll be a few jitters. So from my perspective, I'm just going to be imagining everyone in the audience naked. Well, that's good because last year I did go naked. So uh-huh. you've already got that well, vision. Actually, we did... Uh, Dress code, nudity. <laughs> we did recently submit a true, film for on um, Film Freeway to the Texas Star Area um, Nudist Film Festival. Um, haven't heard back from that, but if it goes well, you know, one thing could lead to another. Maybe, maybe that will, maybe we'll get invited. You never know. I still love that there are just so many festivals, and like every now and then you'll just find one that's like tailor made for your film, and you're like, oh my god. You had didn't, wasn't there a pizza film? Festival? Uh, so th- no, there was a Italian <laughs> food film festival, a uh, a German food film festival because my bad guys were German. Uh, there was a German Christmas movie uh, thing because my film was set at Christmas. Boom. Uh, and then with my most recent one, uh, there was specifically a erotic film festival called Briefs. And because my whole thing is about lingerie, boom. So many weird festivals. I love it. I didn't find one for L plates though because I, I didn't pay attention to the uh, festival circuit of that. Um Anyway, uh, what was the next thing that I talk about? I was talking about the host. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's uh, plug for submissions and ticket sales exclamation point. Perfect. So um, if you're not on Facebook. Um, what is wrong with you? It's 2019. Get on. Actually, no, apparently kids prefer like uh, Snapchat. So do yeah. you have a Snapchat? No, I don't. So We if, are not cool with the kids. So if you're on Facebook, just look up Brisbane Backyard Film Festival and the event will be there. Uh, if you are literally going to just go to a straight website, it's Eventbrite. So E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E, I believe it's spelled. Yeah, it's a misspelt. I hate it. There's probably Eventbrite might have been taken, so they might have misspelt it. to. Yeah. You know. um, so just, yeah, look up. Brisbane Backyard Film Festival or BBFF19. Um, the price, uh, same, same price for everyone. So twenty three ninety five. We kept it the same price pretty much year on year. This year, like it is last year, it was twenty one and but fee, but this one includes the fee. So oh, okay. so it would be the same. Yeah, so it's about the same. Um, but if you use the discount code Picture Ranger as one word um, without the Picture Ranger, and that's it. You'll get our five percent off. So, Ooh, so that's five percent off for being a picture ranger, guys. That's right, and that's uncapped as well. So all the tickets could be sold with that code. So all right, quickly, everyone, get on now, right, get buy on them all, there. sell out, get that five percent. Because think about it: if, you, if the more you add up, the more you save. That's right. 
So exactly. it's 10%. No, it'll be 5%. It's no, it'll still, still be 5%. 5%. It's still 5%. That's not how maths works. Ooh, no. Unless you buy two and you only consider that 5% off for both of them for the first ticket and then you bought your second one for full price, it's then two, it's 10% it's off two, the first yeah. one. Buy 19, get one free. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so that's that, that's uh, that's up now actually. So a oh, few brilliant. days from now you Woo-hoo. can- you can use that, but yes. Yeah, so that's and, and you you are still on Film Freeway for two more days. If you're listening to this on the day it came out, if you're a Brisbane filmmaker, find one. Is it filmfreeway.com/slash Brisbane Backyard Film Festival? Or just search? I think it's BBFF. BBFF. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So um, I've got you, I've literally got you guys bookmarked. So whenever yeah. I make a film, I'm like, hey, straight there, straight there. So if you go to our Facebook, you'll find the link there as well. Um, we are going to do a little bit of a. A uh, little bit of a sponsored blast in the last couple of days. So Ooh. you probably see that on Facebook anyway. But um, yeah, so the submissions close April 28th US, US time. So that's like cool. mid- midday, the day of the 29th. So even if you have a music video or a trailer, they play during the intermission and before screenings, which is, yeah. I've got to say, is really great. I, I love those moments. Yeah. So, so, th- so a few of the um, music videos and trailers that have already b- sort of informally been shortlisted. Um, yeah, really entertaining to watch. Oh, great. Like, so Sweet. hopefully, you know, hopefully people enjoy them. And, and uh, yeah, so if you do actually submit a, a trailer or a trailer uh, and you have a socials at the end, always include that somewhere on the, the tail of the trailer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll do some promos on our page as well. Um, but, yeah. So yeah, cool. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a good place then. We'll go, go into our top fives then. And this week, because I was in charge of top fives and Shane has screwed me over with too many weird top fives. We were, you you have so many times. I'm you like, just don't watch the? enough movies. That's your oh, problem. Oh, well, you don't watch enough backyard movies. So, uh, if they're set in a backyard, they're about backyards, loosely linked transcendentally to the idea of backyards, even if they have a scene in backyards. I love that you just made up a word, right? Transcendentially. <laughs> yes. That, that word does not exist. It should. If you use it enough, it will get. I feel like you tried to say tangentially and transcendentally at the same time. I will not confirm. Yeah, it's efficient. That's like, like, that would be like dentially as in Top five backyard films. It's like your teeth (laughs) don't have like a... Transporting of teeth. Oh yeah, I was going to go for a gender Now I am horrified. (laughs) I identify as someone without teeth. (laughs) Cool, so top, top five backyard films let's see how we went here guys matt do you want to start I, yeah, yeah. i'd like to go first because i actually found this subject quite difficult so speaking to chancellor off um before we came here I, i've told him that i've could only really find one that fit the criteria that i enjoyed it was and i a, said that was okay yes so it's a 2004 um documentary uh it's uh russell coit's celebrity challenge which got a tv only release channel 10 you might have remembered it uh, about the biggest backyard of them all you strain out back. So um, I couldn't find in many other films that sort of fit that criteria. So that was my number five, four, three, two, and one. Perfect. And one. I think Russell Coit deserves all, all top fives. Adventures. That's right. He's uh, Claire, you actually had good ones. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I went first. Um, so mine is more like kind of a, uh, it goes out to the neighbourhood and Ooh. also like – Behind kind of the behind concept. That like sounds behind very the ho- behind the home. That sounds very <laughs> trans and, and whatever I said before. Um, trans and de- transdentially. Yeah, that. Yeah. So I got maybe ten on my list, but um, which wow. ones are good? I'll I'll go with the Burbs, a nineteen eighty nine film Great. by Joe Dante. It has yeah. um, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. It has I think Bruce Dern is in it. Uh, yeah. Corey Feldman. I think in so. It, isn't Corey he? Feldman, Carrie Fisher. Um, and it's very wacky and hilarious. It's just like some this weirdo uh, family moves into the neighborhood, and the rest of the the neighborhood with Tom, like Tom Hanks, leading the pack. He's like something weird's going on. I think they've got like a body or experiment going on in there, and so they like spy on their neighbors. And it's really, um, yeah, kind of in like it feels like a Tim Burton movie almost, almost. I see that actually. Yeah, very funny. Um, I've also got. Arlington Road, more of the neighbourhood vibe. Um, have you guys seen Arlington Road? I know of it, but I have not seen it. 1999 has Jeff Bridges, Tim Robbins. And it's don't watch the trailer because it shows you the whole movie. <laughs> and it's just really great. It's a brilliant performance from Jeff Bridges. He's just going We've got a couple mad. of Oscar nominations. It yeah, rings maybe. a bell as having had some Oscar buzz. Like no one believes in that his, his neighbour, Tim Robbins, is a terrorist. And it's just really exciting and cool and... 
he gets kind of has that choked up voice when he's giving a lecture about things. It's just brilliant. Um, I've also got Dennis the Menace, oh, 1993, yeah. starring Mason Gamble, who is also the son of, um, I think, Tim Robbins in Arlington Road. So two Mason Gamble movies. Um, it's got Walter Matthau, hijinks. It's got Christopher Lloyd. Um, very funny. Um, and then I'm going to throw a, like a curveball, Running on Empty. Do you guys uh, remember yeah, that movie? Yeah, yeah. So I think it was a 90s movie. Maybe it was an 80s movie. And it's like, it's set all over New York, but there's this scene where River Phoenix, who's like a teenager in the movie, takes his teenage love interest into like, takes her out of her house and then to like this bushy area <laughs> behind the houses. And it's like a declaration and it's, it's a beautiful moment. Go look it up on YouTube. It's like a brilliant performance. He was nominated for it. River Phoenix, Ooh. rest in peace. Um, and then I'm going to say... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Ah, uh, yeah. Because it's all set ashamed. in a backyard. I, I did not think of that, and it is a perfect movie. Yeah, that, oh, that's wait, wait, wait. Honey, I sh- we, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. I was a better, bigger fan of Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. That's the yeah. second one, right? The third one. No, no, so, so it's the third one because it's Honey, I Blew, I blew Up the, the Kid. kid. Then oh, it's right, Honey, yeah. We Shrunk the Kids. Then it's Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Isn't that the one with the incomplete visual effects where there's a scene where... It's they're writing the writing giant ants. Yeah. Ooh, that was the first... Yeah, the first one they definitely write. no. The first one they blow up. So, 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 so the ants are giant because they're small. Sorry, they're regular size ants, yeah. but the people are small, so they're therefore yeah, that, they that, that giant happens ants. in the first one. They don't yeah. shrink themselves in the first. Yes, one. No, the they kids do. Are, in the what? first one, Rick they do. Moranis shrinks his children and the kids next door. And they have to get no, back. No, the to first the one house. is Honey, I blew up. No, the that's kid. the second oh. one. The se- the it's second- Honey, I blew up the kid. Is the first one. No, the He's second so vocal one. about this. We're all getting our phone. Wait till he looks it up later. Yeah. It, the second one is Honey, We Blew Up the Kid because the Honey, We Blew Up the Kid is the, is because he created the shrinking ray. He created the big ray and he shoots the kid, uh, the baby. The baby doesn't exist in the first one. He only exists in the second one because he's a baby and he was born in that oh, time. This is a cinematic universe that needs its own examination. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I know the third one was straight to DVD, uh, straight to TV, sorry, and the visual effects are incomplete. Honey, We Blew Up Ourselves, I'm pretty sure that's one when blew, Rick Moranis- Blew Up Ourselves or uh, Shrunk, shrunk ourselves. ourselves. Is the uh, is when Rick Moranis- Shrinks himself, his wife, and the neighbors' kids, uh, the neighbors' yeah, adults. That's the one, and then they're in the yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. And they ride blades of grass, and yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's so the straight to TV one. Yeah, that's the one I liked. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna go my pick. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, have you, have you, have you, have you, okay. oh well, okay. I also oh, got a great one, I believe. Oh, do you have one? Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, I have a couple. Um, it's not going to match Claire's, but uh, Encino Man, uh, in which Brendan yeah. Fraser <laughs> is a frozen caveman who's uh, found in a modern-day backyard and hijinks ensue. Um, Are you going to go with the other Brendan Fraser backyard well, movie, Blast from the Past? Blast yeah, from the I past was going to say Blast from the Past. is literally number two, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, in which yeah, uh, he's raised in a 1950s bunker in the family's backyard. Um, Gods and Monsters, starring many talented actors, including Ian Brendan McKellen? Fraser. <laughs> Wait, Gods and Monsters. Um, in, in which Brendan Fraser plays a gardener who often operates within yards, <laughs> um, front and back. Am I thinking of the one with Ian McKellen? Of, you're thinking of um, the sequel to The Da Vinci Code? No, 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 God, no, no, no. <laughs> Gods and Monsters with Ian McKellen. You're thinking the of Honey, movie about, Kids The again. movie about uh, Ian McKellen was nominated for an Oscar for it. He plays, he plays uh, James Whale, the director of Frankenstein. I would trust gay. you until you uh, started talking about the chronology of the Honey I Shrunk sequence. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, no gods and monsters or monsters. Something. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah. Um, George of the Jungle. Uh, one could argue that uh, Russell Coit's style, that Brendan Fraser's, <laughs> yeah, as the titular George, uh, you know, the titular jungle is his entire backyard. Um, I did search far and wide for a fifth Brendan Fraser film. Um, couldn't find one, so... Um, what was that? There's a Brendan Fraser film where he's in a forest and the animals, it's like a screwball comedy. George of the Jungle? Jungle. George no, Jungle. no, no, he may, I'll, I'll find it. Oh, God, no, I know. That, it's like uh, something, Force of Nature or something like yes, that, right? No, it, something huh. that it was it, his like, last it big It came film. out 2015 like, or something. Hang on. It was his really last bad. big film. Sorry, well, we've hijacked. I was going to suggest as a fifth placeholder, the American feature film remake of Burke's Backyard. Um, Wait. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, in hindsight, like Kevin Sorbo was a bad bad choice of lead. Uh, didn't <laughs> capture the, the original Don Burke atmosphere. Sci-fi uh, channel just uh, was not a good distributor for it. It was a very weird That's dream I once had. Uh. <laughs> um, 
But no, it's just occurred to me that Journey to the Centre of the Earth uh, does involve a sequence in which they expel themselves from a volcano and land at the end in someone's backyard. Perfect. Right, right. The, the, the best top five. So just to hijack off Alistair, that film, that Brendan Fraser film that I was thinking of, yeah. is called Fairy Vengeance. And it, is on, it was on Netflix when I saw it. And I assume and it's, it's, a, it's, it's a rape revenge about a furry who is <laughs> wronged <laughs> by someone. And <laughs> sorry, no. so yeah, that was um, that was his probably his last film before he sort of fell off the. Yeah, I feel like that film still was <laughs> off the edge. Yeah, it was. Uh, so my top five, I've got some interesting ones. Number five is a movie called Kreesha, which is a it won the South by Southwest Festival. This guy shot it in his backyard with his real aunt and it's about an estranged alcoholic aunt who comes to a family dinner and shit blows up and it's actually a he shot it for like like a hundred thousand dollars or whatever like that it's actually like a really good movie and it inspired what i will is my number two on this list but it's a really interesting movie kreisha k-r-i-s-h-a and that's her name and it's really like it's a drama it's just played straight drama so it's it's quite intense as well but it's a really for a movie that literally is like the oh we shot it in my house with my real family and, and he went on to do that that terrible movie, It Comes at Night. Oh, but, right, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Not to throw him under the bus, but it, it, that's a weird movie. But he's a really good director, really interesting director. Um, number four is Over the Hedge, the animated feature film about animals going from one backyard to another. I didn't particularly love it, but, <laughs> but it's a backyard It's a backyard movie. film. <laughs> um, number three is a movie called Coherence, which I have brought up several times mm-hmm. on this podcast, a sci-fi film set... It's in indoors, but they go to the backyard several times. It's basically like a, uh, a dinner party with friends and then a cosmic event happens that then fractures reality and then there's like clones and multiples and all this sort of thing and they did it all just shooting it in someone's house, again, for like next to no money and it's on SBS On Demand, so I very highly recommend it if anyone wants to see it. It, it, it looks a bit trashy because they shot it on 5Ds and with Canon glass. And so it just, it, it, it does have that look to it, but the story is so devilishly clever. You don't care. It's really, really great story. Well told the only notable actor is Brendan. Uh, Razor. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one, the alcoholic from Buffy, like he's, he's been done for DUIs. It's so, uh, he plays uh, not Chandler. I was about to call him Chandler. You Xander? Know, Xander. Xander from yeah, yeah. He's he's gone on like multiple DUIs, but he's in this movie. So and this is before his most recent DUI. Anyway, and then he went on Doctor Phil. It was a whole thing. <laughs> That's deeply distressing. <laughs> it is very distressing. My number two. Just stuck with no Brandon number Frazier. two is the movie called Thunder Road. I uh, knew this was going to come Cummings, up because yeah. he refers to this genre that was inspired by Kreisha as backyard Pixar. It's people doing movies in their own backyards on next to no money, but these kind of really emotional comedic things and thunder road is about a cop whose life is just falling apart and he's not great at dealing with people and like it opens there's a short film of it on youtube it went viral it's basically him giving the eulogy for his mom and then he breaks out into thunder road by bruce springsteen as part of the thing but he's doing it really awkwardly and they did a feature film where he expanded upon it and it's going to get a cinema release in the from the 25th of April in Australia. It's playing at New Farm Cinemas and stuff like that. Oh, great. That'll be the day this episode comes out. That will be. That will be, in fact. That's worth... Actually, I think it's like a day before or something. I don't know. And the number one, and I'm surprised this hasn't ended up on anyone's list, is E.T. Because it's about an (laughs) alien (laughs) in the backyard. And it's a masterpiece of a movie. I cry like a fucking child every time I watch it. It's a perfect backyard movie. Very much the backyard movie. Chanster, what is your... Now, the only reason I actually came up with five was because I came up with this topic because whenever you give me a topic like this, I never get to five. But I made it this time, even though very transcendentally or whatever I said before. Uh, so my first one is Ginger Snaps, which yeah, is a... Nice. And specifically, I always remember the impalement on the fence scene. That, Do you guys not know Ginger Snaps? Uh, it's like a suburban oh, it's, it's werewolf suburban werewolf film. movie and it's brilliant. It's and then they brilliant. made a third one, which is based in medieval times, and it is terrible. Anything after the first one is terrible. I don't remember the second one, only one and three. Um, but yeah, first one is great. Uh, my second one is Halloween. Because so much of that is Michael Myers just hanging out in the backyard going, hey guys. Yeah, that's just, a backyard movie. I'm the boogeyman. Um, uh, my th- three is Ferris Bueller's Day Off when the entire climax of the film is him running through multiple backyards. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then my top two, uh, which are for the exact same reason... Uh, first one is My Name is Bruce, 
which was a Bruce Campbell film. Direct, it was his second film that he directed. It's about Bruce Campbell being Bruce Campbell and being hired by a group of Bruce Campbell fans to save like save them their town from an evil dead monster. And him being Bruce Campbell thinks it's a B-movie, so he goes there and then it finds out that it's a real monster and he freaks the hell out. The entire movie was shot on Bruce in Bruce Campbell's backyard. They built an entire town on his property in Oregon. What? Yeah. Jesus. Because he, they couldn't get a location show. He just made one in, on his location in Oregon. I need to see this now. It's a, it's a really fun film. Uh, the ending is completely bizarre, but it's really great fun. And for the same reason, uh, Spirit Brothers' first feature film, Undead, yeah. which I know they always say I is shot see, on their backyard. I think they just mean like their local area, but they've always called it, they shot it in their backyard. So it's a huge feature film. Uh, I say huge. It was- Kickstarted their career. It kickstarted their career. Daybreakers, Predestination, uh, uh, Winchester, Winchester, Jigsaw. Um, They're they're my biggest inspiration, uh, especially because they're Brisbane filmmakers who shot their first- I killed a meet them one day. And I know so many people who know. I I met the producer of, uh, not Daybreakers, um, Predestination. Uh, Mark over it, who's also a film producer, uh, he introduced me to him, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" And uh, that's why I never get any work in this industry. Maybe because I make an ass out of myself, but you know what? I think that's a that's a good place to uh, end it. Um, Don't we've all- forget the the code Picture Ranger for five yep. percent off for the ticket for Brisbane Backyard Film yep, Festival. That's on we'll eventbrite.com. Yeah. Eventbrite. It's a great fun event. I'm, I'll be coming. I'll, yeah, be, I'm I'll be there well. regardless of whether or not I am in the festival. <laughs> Same. Unlike I'm, Chance. To, no. <laughs> so uh, last time I bought my ticket before it was announced that I was in and I was like, damn it, now I have a free ticket. So this time, just in case I get in, I'm not buying a ticket, even though I, you know, I don't think I have a good chance. I do a drama, but... I'll buy a ticket and then if I get in, I can always just give it to a family member or a friend. True, true. You can buy tickets. So you don't have to come. You can <laughs> yes, still buy the tickets. This is true. This is, good idea. true. this is true. But you can buy tickets at, like at the door. We'll be selling them. I think cool. yeah. 25 cash. Yeah, cool. I think is what we're going to do, depending on capacity. Yeah. So we can obviously only fit a certain number of people without it being uncomfortable. Um, I will say Standing to room. everyone right now, it is in a back, well, it's in a, a, a park at night in West End. Bring, Bring a jumper. jumper yeah. And yeah, the dip uh, don't be like me wearing a Hawaiian shirt and just, did I end up stealing your jacket? I stole you someone's stole, jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I ended up stealing Katie's uh, picnic. I stole a lot. Of, it was cold, okay? It was very cold. It was very cold. So bring a jumper. Don't be a chancester. Yeah, bring um, a jumper. Bring a uh, picnic. Bring a friend. Blanket, bring, bring a have friend. them buy a ticket too. That's right. <laughs> it, it's like a drive-in theatre, but without cars. That's right. And it's a walk-in theatre. It is. and <laughs> Like a real movie theatre, just outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> and the food you have to get yourself. The yeah. food isn't delivered yeah. to you. You have no, to walk, you do have 10 to walk meters, up to the 10, 15 place. metres. I swear the... some people are going to just Uber Eats it to the location. Oh my God, I would totally do that. No, I don't have money. Come interesting, on. Interesting idea. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, uh, social media. Hit it, guys. Um, actually, I do have Twitter. It's uh, BackyardFFAU on Twitter. Um, I have... Nelly, 13 followers. So thank you Ooh. to those 13 out there. Um, but mainly we do our communication on Facebook, sort of just trying out Twitter this year to cool. see how it sort of goes with sort of promoting the uh, attend uh, the uh, selections and sort of keeping people up to date with that. But uh, Facebook is definitely facebook.com slash um, Brisbane Backyard Film Festival, one word. Or you can just search it and it'll be up there at the top awesome. somewhere. We'll put links in the show notes and Alistair and Claire... Um, we're Cheeky Moon. You can find us uh, our sketch comedy videos and live dates on uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. If you go to cheeky-moon.com, we've got links to all of them. And we've just posted our latest video, um, quite a while in the making, Scott Morrison versus the many-tentacled sea beast of Zahul. I am I am there. You've sold me. You sold me on the title. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers. Find us on Facebook at the Motion at Mighty Motion Picture Rangers and email us at motionpicturerangers at gmail.com. I'm currently on a Twitter sabbatical for like 
maybe a month, maybe more, because politics is really getting me fucked up. Oh, so I'm off Twitter, but you can find me at Shane M underscore Anderson. Uh, f- f- follow him now, forget about it, and then in a month you'll get a whole bunch of great content yeah. you weren't expecting because yeah. you forgot he fo- you followed him. Yep, and Chance Star. And uh, me, you can find me on Instagram at the Chance Star. And hey, you know that film I spoke about earlier on that had the trailer at Backyard Film Festival, Red Curtain Hell? Well, that's Red Curtain Hell, uh, available on Vimeo On Demand. That's Shane's first feature film. You can find it at vimeo.com slash on demand slash Red Curtain Hell. Use the code Picture Rangers. So just don't get that confused. I realize that's going to give you yeah. the backyard one is Picture Ranger, singular, because it's for one ticket. So yeah, one it's for ticket. one person so for you. I'll add an extra code, same code, Picture uh, Rangers with an Picture S. Rangers. So with an S, without an S, doesn't Either matter. Or, so but uh, for us, use code Picture Rangers, get. 20% off your rental or purchase of the movie. Shane, uh, you, you know how at Brisbane Backyard Film Festival last year, you had a coupon code specifically for the Brisbane Backyard Film uh, Festival, it's, right? It's the same percentage. You can use BBFF. Yeah, use it it's now. Still, it's still valid. BBFF is still valid. Yeah, so um, use BBB, BBFF so you so we know you specifically heard it from this episode or you've been holding on to that coupon code for a year. And if you like it and you, and you watch it and you like it, please leave a nice review in the comments because I've been lambasted for the high school level filmmaking uh, by some hey, stranger on the internet. Look, who it was saved to, by its cringe-inducing... Yeah, sorry, sorry, the quote is saved, which is only saved by the cringe-inducing dialogue which distracts you from the poor production. We do need to do... Two an, out of ten. We do need to do an episode on dealing with failure or dealing with criticism because that's got to be a good episode, especially uh, now that you have it. Now <laughs> I have it, but if you like it, leave a review, and if you don't like it, don't leave a review. But don't don't <laughs> don't 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 make an don't like this gentleman make an account solely to buy the film to leave a bad review to then you know it because it just it feels really personal. I know you're not meant to take it personal, but that feels really specific. Oh, you you pay it. for it? Yeah, you pay for it. You just I believe it. so, but I think it was only rental, so I only got like three bucks from it. Ah, oh, damn it! But that's still cheeseburger. Yeah, but it hasn't paid off the now four hundred dollars when you over the two years of the Vimeo Pro membership in order to keep it up there and sell it. So, not quite there yet. So we're financially struggling, guys. Make sure you get Red Curtain Hell. That's a good note to leave it on. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening and attend the festival. We'll be there. Come come show up. I'll I'll probably be wearing my shirt. Did I wear my shirt last year? No, you didn't. Uh. We We weren't. On oh no we were we were on yeah we were on we specifically we're, spoke about but it on I'll, the podcast. I'll, I'll I'll try and have my shirt on as well and and come find us talk to us chat to us if you're a fan thank you for listening and we'll, you'll hear from us again next week bye. bye.